You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 737 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Today, we're checking in on talent from coast to coast. We're going to hear about the recently concluded 2024 Robert Dover Horse Mastership Clinic Week, and we're circling back with a good friend of the Dressage Radio Show to hear what's on the horizon for her this season, beginning this week at the 2024 Global Dressage Festival. And finally, we're going to get down low on what is coming down the pipeline at the recently renovated Hits Del Mar, starting up next month. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky in Wellington, Florida. And this is Noah Ratner from Sherwood, Oregon, almost in Wellington, Florida. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hey, Reese. Hi, Noah. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> well, we do have a slight tornado warning coming toward us. So nah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Sha! but I truly, there are terrible storms on the East Coast this week um, or oh, happening goodness. right now. So um, <laughs> by the time the show airs, we hope everyone is okay. Like it has been a kind of a real, real weather day for everyone. I'm seeing my 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 family in Kentucky and, and, and all the barns in Kentucky, they're having it. So uh, we are actually really thinking about everybody. So, um, but you're not making it sound very promising. I, I'm getting on a plane and flying to Wellington tomorrow. <laughs> well, I know, and I can't wait to see you. We are going to have the. This is the first week. I mean, things are starting to go down. I'm really excited about. Let this the games begin. Yes. <laughs> it feels that and way I, down here. You know, yeah, right. Like, and I'm so and I'm supposedly getting away from the bad weather because we've got a big <laughs> snowstorm coming in uh-huh. and the temperatures are dropping. I've got winter weather warnings coming, and like oh, I'm like, get yeah. me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, bring bring a coat because it's not going to be. It, it was going to get chilly down here, but when it gets uh, chilly down here, you know, it's really not chilly what I wanted there. to hear. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. So, um, happy New Year! This is our first yes. show of 2024. I. I thrilled to have a new year and uh you know our show is and uh, we're just excited it's it's a new new page in in our show and and it's thrilling and uh we did how was your new year's did you have a good one? Oh my gosh you know uh sometimes it's nice to just be at home for a minute and uh, <laughs> i finally i finally had more than 48 hours um in my own home um and it was just really nice to kind of sit back and get some things that I wanted to get done around the place, um, get that stuff done, and kind of get my my brain ready to go and uh, and back in high gear for this big season we've got coming up in Wellington. <laughs> um, and you know, it's like Olympic qualifying all over again. It feels like we just finished that from Tokyo when we had the the one year delay on the Tokyo Games. I'm like, oh my gosh, it wasn't enough time between these. But uh, super super fun to be uh, to be moving forward and uh, let the games begin for 2024. It's so also great. I. I was with your dear friends, the Bills. I went to their house for New Year's. We were like texting Noah. We're like, we miss you so much. Uh, but it was super fun. We had a wonderful dinner there. And I'm not going to lie, at, a, at 11 o'clock, 
Bill Mack uh, took the the clock and like we celebrated and it was cute and it was great. And so I was home. I, I we all kind of wanted to be home by midnight and with the horses and make sure and my dog. Um, so we celebrated an hour early and we just it was so fun. <laughs> what, what, time again, zone, what time zone does that technically fall into if you yeah, celebrated it an hour early on the east? I'm Coast? not sure. It was awesome. <laughs> so I was actually like at midnight, I was actually in bed and I was like struggling uh. with my dog and I was like the happiest little camper. Uh, but um, I was ready, I w- ready for New Year. I will confess I was also in bed before midnight and, um, and I think I probably, I was probably earlier than you guys. I don't know what's happening, but um, yeah. right at midnight, you know, everything's going crazy and car alarms going off and I like jumped out of bed. It was crazy, but uh, yeah, a heck of a heck of a way to ring in the new year, right? Absolutely. And you just ran another, another horse show. I mean, tell us what you've been up to. <laughs> um, just, you know, over here, super casual, no big deal. Um, I just finished uh, running the um, the last of the CDI World Cup qualifiers at the Desert International Horse Park in Thermal and uh, wrapped up a great series there uh, for 2023 and the kind of winter 2024. And um, we had a great competition. It was still small and, you know, really hope to see the West Coast Riders showing up to those competitions and helping uh, keep them alive. It's so great to have the competitions on both coasts and giving the opportunities uh, for those West Coast riders to, you know, get the scores they need um, so that they don't all have to make the migration to Florida. But uh, it's great to have the venues that have invested so much um, energy and so much money into their venues to really, really make world-class venues where we can showcase the top talent that the U.S. really, truly has. So uh, so that was fun. That just finished um, this past week weekend and uh and it's really fun to look forward to what's coming up um in california um starting next month and uh, we're gonna get to chat with one of the guests today who is uh, a mover and a shaker and is really bringing things to life on the west coast um at the new hits del mar venue so i'm excited to chat with cameron wyman and uh you've got some stuff going on on your side what's going on in wellington right now yeah well, it's it is now full speed ahead. You know, we kind of were like <laughs> had the holidays, things were a little bit chill, but yeah, now all my horses are here. Um, and I'm very lucky. I I have seven with me, but I also coach. Wow. Uh, yeah, about twenty more. That's ambitious. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is busy days. I think people think you know we're 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 hanging out on the beach, but um, it's great. I, I'm loving it. All the horses are here. We're we're getting kind of the plans for 2024. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I think that's fun, you know, as a coach, this is that time of year where everybody, I kind of stop our first lesson or or maybe we get a cup of coffee or something and just chat, like, what are we doing for the year? What's the plan? Rumor has it that one of your new year's resolutions had something to do with new technology. Oh yeah, you're right, Noah. This is very <laughs> true. Okay, so so yes, Noah. Everybody teases us, but me because I'm you know obviously not very techy, and um, technologically challenged. I, I am, and I work on it a lot. Um, and I, thankfully, I I have no, I have Paul, I have my husband Travis. Um, very very good and help me. I'm trying every day. This is a hard thing, but yeah, Noah. I've been doing Duolingo. Every night, oh, wow. my German. Wow. I know. Stop it. I know. And and today Come was on. the first day with my new iPhone watch. And so uh, you did give me a warning, which you got to mm-hmm. tell everybody. What was the warning? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, well, maybe just be mindful if you decide to wear any of the wearable technology um, into a competition arena. Um, I, I know of kind of a horror story uh, that actually happened in uh, at one of the shows at White Fences where a competitor wore their Apple Watch into the competition arena. And while they were doing some movement, um, I don't know if the horse was doing an extra movement that was above the level, um, but the Apple Watch thought that they were having a life-threatening event and was trying to call 911. And the rider was going around the arena, like yelling at their phone to try and make it stop calling 911. And I mean, like, we're laughing at it now, but I can't even yeah. imagine, like, the amount of focus you have when you're riding a dressage test and you're competing. And then you've got technology literally fighting you. <laughs> so... I, I, I don't even know. I would just throw it off and get, get it. <laughs> I, did, I did. It does have that fall feature, which is very uh -huh. cool. And my sister-in-law is very cute. Um, she wanted to make sure I had that because I have had a couple of friends <laughs> that have fallen and, and it, they've had it on. So my sister-in-law was really... And I've been thinking about it, but my sister-in-law was pretty adamant about it. Go, Alana. She was like, I really think you need this this watch. I think this is really good for you. So anyways, you know, so I come, have this we've watch. We've come full circle when they've integrated the Life Alert and an Apple product um, into one <laughs> device that you can wear now. And the fact that we can appreciate that at the given ages that we are. So yes, uh, we're, like, both, we're both winning right idea. now. Yeah, we're winning. We're winning. Yeah, we're winning. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, kind of looking at this year and and, and the new new beginnings and, and all the things I I just now really appreciate um, my eyelash. I'm learning new things, working on some things. But I, I, I don't know if you know this about me, Noah, but I have the same New Year's resolution every year because I've not oh. achieved it. Yeah, oh. it's to be on time. It is to be. Oh my time. gosh. No, I can't yes. believe that that's yours. Oh my gosh. Yes, okay. Is that well, yours? Any, anyone who knows me knows. Oh my gosh. That is too funny. We did not discuss this before. And y'all. We did not. Um, no, no. I, my New Year's resolution is to be more punctual. And it's so yes. funny because my, my friend Josephine, um, we travel around to all these shows together and she's German. And the Germans are all, generally speaking, culturally very punctual. And I have a lot of respect for that. And me personally, culturally, I am not punctual at all. Um, so I endeavor to be more punctual this year. Uh, so we were. You, you we were just, Yes, we will do this together. Do this. But we were just at the horse show this last weekend, and uh, and I was down in the lobby ten minutes before the agreed departure time, and Stop uh, it. And, she, and she came down like five minutes late, and I had to shame her for being yes. a bad German. <laughs> and she's like, "I've never seen this before. What is happening?" I said, "It's my what new resolution." It's my new resolution. <laughs> I know. I'm really trying because I I mean I know everyone's time is valuable, and and I hate it Seriously. that I'm, I, you know, it, it's true, and and I hate it that. I just, we, we, you and I are very busy people and we have a lot on our plates and, you know, mm -hmm. so, but anyways, well, that is cool. We will hold each other to it. We are as, as <laughs> literally, okay. I like scream in at six o'clock. We're supposed to record at six and I am like six oh one ish. I'm on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying. I'm trying everybody. You're so. going to get it done. Yeah, I'm going to get it done. Well, I love it. Well, everybody, we send us your New Year's resolutions. We always love hearing from you guys. And uh, Noah and I can chat all day, but we're going to get this party started. We're going to have a, a quick commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, and we're going to get into the show. Frequently Asked Questions brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. My older gelding is having trouble holding his weight, and I'm afraid to feed him any more senior feed. He gets all the hay he wants. What do you recommend? Many older horses are eventually unable to maintain acceptable body condition on a typical diet of hay and grain alone. 
When you want to add calories without the risk of digestive upset, we recommend Equijewel Rice Bran. It is an excellent source of easy-to-digest calories for older horses. The fat in Equijewel is a concentrated energy source. It will increase calorie consumption and improve body condition without risking grain overload. Start your older horse on a quarter pound per day and work up to one or two pounds per day over a few weeks. Remember, small meals fed three to four times per day will help your older horse better utilize the feed. You can learn more about Equijewel at kppusa.com. Got questions about your feeding program? We can help. Email Karen at questions at kppusa.com or call us at 859-873-2974. Well, tonight we are thrilled to have Elizabeth Peterson. She was a rider at the 2024 Robert Dover USEF Horse Mastership Clinic Week presented by Zen Elite Equestrian Center. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be on. I know. Well, we will, full disclosure, you and I had dinner, I think it was a week ago, and it was right before the clinic, and I haven't myself gotten a full report on the clinic. So, Elizabeth, (laughs) we'll start the interview. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, I am from Colorado. I'm from a little small town, but currently I'm up in Golden going to school for electrical engineering. On the riding side, I've been riding for as long as I can remember. Um, I've done young riders and junior, well, juniors three years ago. And then the last two years, I've been doing young riders and um, up and coming. I'm hoping to do U25 this next year. Um, I ride a horse named Brownie, the 13, I guess now, actually 15 year old Westphalen gelding. And yeah, I mean, that's just a little bit about me. I'm super excited to talk tonight and I have a lot to say. Well, we are so glad to have you with us, Elizabeth, and exciting to hear that you're still working with Captain Brownie. So uh, what are you guys working on right now? Um, Right now, I mean, we're trying to really get some of the passage and pee off on board. I don't know. It's been kind of a fun journey. He's been really fit right now. So trying to, I've never had a horse this spicy and fit before. So just trying to figure out how to harness it myself. But we're doing a lot with the one tenthies and the Piaf massage and trying to get that harmony between the two of us right now. So that's get in super there. exciting. Yeah, good for you guys. And I know I saw you guys at the 2023 North American Youth Championships. You guys uh, represented in uh, in the Young Rider Division. Are you hoping to make an appearance again this year? We will kind of see. I think that kind of also determines again with my school stuff if I get internships. But the goal would hopefully be maybe. The U25 at Young Riders this next year. That is awesome because it will be the second year of the U25 being a part of the North Americans and uh, and would be super exciting to see you guys on a team. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really exciting. <laughs> so tell us about the weekend uh, down in uh, down in Wellington at the Horse Mastership uh, program and uh, what what were your top takeaways from the clinic? Oh my gosh, there are so many. I think this is one of my absolute favorite experiences going through dressage and just learning. I think I learned so many things. I think my favorite thing, probably for a lot of the kids, if you asked them, was the riding portion of it, working with the clinicians. Um, I worked with Allie Brock. And let me tell you, that was one of the best experiences I have ever had at a clinic. 
She I, is seriously the best. She is. Oh my gosh, she she's is. amazing. I got to ride with her this fall. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's great and yeah. super good if anybody gets to see her. So absolutely. Yeah, no. She was fantastic. And I mean, I'll be honest, she like totally tore apart my seat and found all the tiny little areas that needed to be fixed. And I had a lot of fun with her and she taught me a lot about my body and gave me some more info on my body awareness um, in terms of how I should be using my core and where I should be sitting in the saddle in terms of my seat bones and making sure my, especially my right leg is under me and really making sure that I am an effective rider for my horse to make sure my horse is comfortable with no matter what we're doing. I was just going to stop you and just have you explain it. Just go to, how do you get into the Robert Dover horse mastership clinic? Like tell us all the things about the clinic and how you got there. So in terms of getting there, I, um, I applied as a wild card. So I, they usually pick the top 18 out of like the top three from the junior divisions and young rider divisions, um, from NAYC and festival. And then I applied as a wild card. So that process is, you give them all your info. You have to write a little essay about your like future plans on in the sport and everything. And then you send in a video submission. Um, and so I actually got accepted as an alternate and somebody dropped out last minute. So I had the luck of being in Florida at the right time and having a horse to ride. And I was able to fill in that alternate position. And so, no, it's just a lot of pepping. Yeah. And what horse did you ride? I rode my mom's horse, actually. Um, Worthy Aspirations. Her name's Ruby. Um, So I was really lucky. She's a 13-year-old Hanoverian mare. Definitely not an easy ride. My mom makes it like super easy, but I really learned quite a bit from her because she really tells you when you're doing something wrong. Right. So then that's tough, right? To go into a clinic like that. But a lot of the riders do ride borrowed horses. Thankfully, your borrowed horse was your mom's, who is awesome. But right, that's part of it. If, if you don't have a horse or can't get down here because it's during kind of still the holiday break for school, typically, um, a horse can be provided, right? Yes. Yeah. There were, I think, seven or eight kids who had borrowed horses or had just a brand new partnership coming into that clinic. That's awesome. And so Allie was one of the coaches, right, Elizabeth? And who who else was yeah. down there this year? We had, so we had Allie, Katie Durhammer, Olivia Lagoy welch and Sarah Tubman. That's a pretty all-star crew of clinicians <laughs> for this. You, so this is not your first year of attending the clinic, right? This is This is my first year. So it was all brand new for me. How very cool to go there and have like the Pan Am uh, team and some of our high performance riders down there with you. What of the other NEYC competitors that you've uh, you've competed alongside? Who else was there this year in the clinic? Um, Let's see. I mean, there were a lot. Um, It was kind of fun to see some familiar faces. So Lexi Comment was there. One of our big medalists in the past few years. We had um, Emma Claire Stevens. We had who else was there? There are so many faces there. but there were a number of NAYC athletes there. And I mean, it was it was a really fun time to get to see everybody. And you bond a little bit at Young Riders and through these other opportunities for the youth riders. But I think this really gave us all a chance to sit down and talk while we were in the barns or auditing. Another fun part of the clinic is we all got put on teams of four riders um, for the barn. And so we were judged on our like ability to keep the aisle clean, our teamwork, the care of the horse, and just overall how we work as a team. Because a lot of us came in sword blowing each other, but not really knowing each other. Right. 
Right. So it's kind of fun. That's phenomenal. So it kind of along those lines, tell us a little bit about the week, right? Because there is a lot of time to watch other people, um, their events that happen. So tell us a little bit about what happens each day. Oh yeah. So, um, so the first day, it's not much. We all move in. Um, that was Wednesday and then we had a nice welcome dinner and we got a, so the welcome dinner was kind of like, here's what to expect and this and that. Um, and then we had one of our Olympic team physios, Joanna France kind of gave a introductory talk about what she's looking for as a team physio and what we can expect going into the clinic. Cause alongside that, we got to work with her once or twice during the clinic to get an idea of where we need to strengthen up in our bodies and where we should do more stretching and things like that. Um, so that was the first day and kind of, again, those meetings were throughout the week. And as we moved into like, I would say the first official day on the Thursday, we had, which was great. Oh, Wednesday too, Robert Dover gave a theory presentation. I can't forget about that. Fantastic presentation, a lot about your connection with the horse. So where you're finding different aids. So what are the driving aids? What are the bending aids? What's the half fault? So he gave a lot of good insights on where these ideas are coming from and how they're applied on with the horse and the rider. And so following that, the next morning, he came with his own seven-year-old and actually applied what he told us in the talk to what he did on his horse, which is pretty cool to see it all being applied. And we got to see how certain mistakes would cause certain things to happen or miscommunications. So that was really interesting. And then there was the riding portion throughout the whole week. But outside of that, we had talks on athlete nutrition from Ricky Keen, who's one of our USOPC nutritionists. Um, we had sports psychology talks from Lexi Swenson, who also is from the USOPC. We had some media strategy talks from Carly Wildminster and Taylor Pence, who also works for USCF. Um, and then there we got freestyle presentations from Marlene Whitaker and Robert Dover. And overall, I mean, I can't tell you there was so many things and I learned so much from this clinic. Again, barrier presentations that kind of just gives the overall inside of everything that happens along with the riding. That off the cup of synopsis was impressive. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know uh, I got to tune in just briefly. I, I was managing another show in California this weekend, but uh, I, I managed to turn on uh, the USCF network and on Clip My Horse TV. Um, they were streaming a lot of the content from the clinic. You've written on live TV and, and on a live stream before. What what does that do as far as your focus goes? I think it kind of, you definitely have to tune in a little bit more because what I noticed is, oh my gosh, there's a camera at the other end of the arena and not a small camera. It is a big <laughs> camera. And so first of all, you're trying to tell your horse that it's not going to jump at them. Like it's okay because there's a big camera and a microphone and a person standing at the end of the arena that you're not used to. And so it definitely, you got to focus a little bit more. You got to definitely tell yourself to just tune in. I will say the nice thing about this clinic is we all had C coaches or some sort nice. of a radio system with our coach, which I think helps a lot. So we're tuned into our ears and being told things. So we kind of have to stay focused, but I definitely think it adds a little pressure that is not intended. But I mean, anytime you're on a live anything, whether it's anything like a podcast like this or live TV or anything like that, there's always this added pressure of, oh my gosh, everybody's watching, everybody's listening. 
But oh, I think there's it's really no just pressure talking to us. Oh, we're easy. Well, I mean, you guys, it, I mean, I like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know us. No, but it's part of it, right? I mean, I think that's one of the beauty of the beautiful things about this clinic is that you're working with people that you will work with throughout your career as you become a professional athlete and learning what that means. And, and that is part of it, right? Is every time you'll show, like you said, at NAYC, um, you're on camera and you, that is part of learning the system and learning how to handle it and learning how to focus. And that is completely what they are trying to work and teach you as this clinic goes along. And it really is an amazing clinic because um, anybody who's around, you can go to that clinic for free. Uh, you can go mm-hmm. and sit all day. Some of the, some of the um, events are, are are just just for the athletes, but um, the riding part, anybody can go watch it, which is such a cool thing. And that's a little bit of added pressure too. You have people that can come in and watch and just sit there and and, and they're hopefully there to learn and be you know learn and be great. Uh, but there's added pressure too with that. So I think that's the whole thing with this clinic is every aspect of the clinic is amazing and it's teaching all of the, the, the young people, the young athletes on what is available, um, opening your eyes to that. You're working with Olympic and Pan American coaches. You're working with a high performance team. So just being able to have connections with them. Uh, it truly is an amazing clinic. So just, um, kind of for the final, what, what's your takeaway? What would you tell other young athletes that want to come? Like, give some insight to that. I think what I would say, I, I would say, come in with an open mind because you just, I, I had no idea what to expect. And I think you will gain so much from an experience like this that you can never find anywhere else. As I said earlier, I don't think I've ever had an experience like that overall, whether it's been in school or the horseback riding, like this has been something that has really pushed me to work, pushed me somewhere that I haven't been before and pushed me to really like open my eyes and learn so much more. And I think work, I think it shows you how much your work pays off. So always work hard and aim for your goals. Cause this is really showing you what you can do if you keep pushing and trying and working as hard as you can. I mean, you are beyond eloquent, and that doesn't surprise me because you are going to a very competitive school. Um, I know you're you're an avid equestrian, but uh, Elizabeth, tell us, uh, tell our listeners where you're going to school and what you're studying for right now. Um, I'm going to Colorado School of Mines, so it's kind of known in the engineering world. It's only an engineering school, so the humanities don't fully exist. But um, I'm studying electrical engineering with an emphasis in aerospace and communication technology. So basically, I want to work on satellites and communication systems on rocket ships and any technology we send into space. We're seriously on a string of talking uh, in our interviews to amazingly intelligent women that have extreme, extreme passions outside of the horse world. And I just think every time we we hear from uh, from one of our guests, uh, you know, regardless of their age, it's so cool to hear what the passion is outside of the horse world. And the 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 equestrian world is the common denominator that brings us together. I just 
it always it makes me smile every time I hear somebody else's um, passion and and what they're doing with their life outside of horse world. And I just that's so cool. Congratulations on on your academic side and and really congratulations on being invited to participate in the Horse Mastership Clinic. Uh, really really happy really proud of you, my friend. Well, thank you so much. And I mean, just one last thing to bring it all together with like the outside interest. I mean, talking to all the girls at the clinic too hearing what they're doing. Some of them are wanting to study international policy or history or chemistry or things like that. So kind of to bring it back to what you're saying, everybody has all these different aspirations outside of the horse world. And it's pretty cool to see in here. Well, good for you. And thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's always fun to talk to you. I can't wait to see you guys in the competition arena this year. Uh, you and Captain oh God, Brownie yeah. making making big strides, but uh, best of luck in school. <laughs> for the rest of the yes, time. Yes, good job, Elizabeth. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Horse Insurance 101 by Fry's Equine Insurance at friesequineinsurance.com. Well, Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of Horses in the Morning. One of the most requested segments we've gotten from listeners is about insurance for your horse and for your farm. Susan is here from Fry's Insurance and has been helping us with the five-part series on insurance, helping us understand what it is we're buying and what we need. If you missed the last four months, we discussed horse mortality, we discussed horse health insurance, liability and farm insurance, how to file a claim, and today we're going to do the last part, and that's talking about how to apply for insurance and what you're going to need. If you missed any of the past segments, you can go to horseradionetwork.com slash insurance and take a listen. Or if you get down the line and you go, I know she talked about that, but I forget. The easiest way is just go to horseradionetwork.com slash insurance. The players are there for all the different segments, and they're all labeled, so it'll be easy to find and uh, re-listen to what you need at that time. Well, let's start with how to apply for insurance on your horse. Very good, Glenn. So if you own a horse, you would definitely benefit from having insurance on your horse. So in order to apply, we typically need an application, a statement of health form, which is a form that the owner fills out. And in some cases, justification of the value if you are asking for more than the purchase price or it's been a while since you purchased your horse. So for new, newly purchased horses, we may need to get a pre-purchase exam. If there uh, wasn't one completed, then definitely a vet certificate. And vet certificates are sometimes needed for horses valued um, over, say, 100000 or they may be over the age of 15. So all companies differ a little bit. Uh, a lot of times we'll also need what's called a loss run or a statement of claims so that we can see the um, health history of your horse. So when you request a uh, quote, we will then provide the best quotes for your horse's value and the coverages you want. So to get a quote... All we need is the, the breed, use, age, and value of your horse. And then we can put together a quote based on that information and based on the coverages that you want. So each company um, offers medical coverage as an add-on to the mortality policy, but those terms can vary. So in our quotes, we're going to include what the different companies are, are quoting for mortality. And then we'll provide a comparison of the medical options. And then you can decide which company best meets 
your needs. And then once we receive your completed application, the health forms um, and payment in some cases, then we will submit these to the company for approval and we can get your horse insured. Um, mortality policies with the medical coverage are one-year policies, so they do have to be uh, re-upped every year. Well, now let's talk about applying for liability insurance. Very good. So this can vary depending on the coverage that you need. So if you were looking for private horse owners liability policy, so again, you can go back and listen to our previous um, recordings and hear the difference between these coverages. But for a private horse owners policy, this is for the horse owner that doesn't run an equine business. Um, So we can give you a quote based on the state that you live in and the number of horses you own. And then to start coverage, it's as simple as filling out a short application and um, submitting it for coverage. For a commercial equine liability policy, now this would be for instructors or trainers or for an event or show, uh, we need a completed application that gives us a picture of what you're doing with your equine business. And to get coverage started, we get the quote. And then once you've accepted it, we need your application signed along with sample copies of release forms, training contracts, boarding agreements uh, that you're using within your business. The company will review these and if necessary, make some recommendations um, so that they can make sure that you have the proper forms for your business. All right. Very good. And then finally, how to apply for farm insurance. In order to get a quote for your farm insurance, we start with our short form questionnaire, which gives us the basic information we need to get quotes from different companies. For farm policies, it also helps to have pictures showing uh, the house and the buildings. Uh, Depending on the condition and the age of the buildings, we want to make sure we can get the best rating for you up front. A lot of times we'll go out to the internet to search for for the pictures, maybe on your website or your Facebook page. Um, We also look at um, the um, MLS um, recordings to see what the your place looks like. And that helps us to set up the best replacement cost value. Um, Once you've accepted a quote and we've agreed on these values, we then will complete the company specific application for you and send it to you for review. Uh, Some of the other things that we'll need, like with the liability, we'll need sample copies of any release forms or boarding contracts that you're using for your equine business. It's important that you think through your business ahead of time, that you talk with an attorney that can help you get the proper contracts together, because you want to be protected not only with your insurance policy, but then with the legal contracts that you'll need Um, for your boarding or your lesson program. And uh, we're happy to help you with those uh, when we can. Well, Susan, thank you so much for putting this series together. Um, If you're interested in getting a quote for your horse farm or liability, give Susan a call. And the phone number is 614-875-3711 or send an email from their website. It's friesequineinsurance.com. The website, again, is friesequineinsurance.com. And if you missed any of these segments that we have done, you can go to horseradionetwork.com slash insurance, and all the players are there. You can go back and take a listen. But we really do appreciate 
appreciate you taking the time to put all this together, and I hope everybody has learned a little something and will be a little safer in the future, knowing exactly what they need for their horses and their barn. We really do appreciate it, Susan. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to reach out to your listeners. Well, tonight I am thrilled to have back one of my dearest friends in the world, Jody Kelly Baxley. Welcome back to the show, Jody. We haven't checked in in a while. It's been a minute. Thank you so much for having me. I know it's been a minute and it's been such an exciting fall for you and baby G. So (laughs) we wanted to check in and see how you're doing. Plus I get to see you this week in Wellington as you're showing in the CDI. So kind of give us a rundown. Yeah. What has been, what have you (laughs) been up to my friend? So great. And finally, finally uh, made our way to the Grand Prix. Um, We spent last year um, just getting comfortable in it. And in December, we, Put our big toe in the CDI ring finally. Um, so we are back in the CDs, CDIs with, for the Grand Prix doing the big boy stuff. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm so happy. And we're still still working out the kinks. This is still just barely. He hasn't even quite completed his first year of Grand Prix yet. So we're, we learn something new every single time we go down center line. But, you know, don't we all? And we we're just so excited to be back finally here now we have we have the rest of i I keep telling him we have the rest of our lives to to perfect it (laughs) there's nothing more to learn we just have to keep making it better now i keep trying to remind him of that (laughs) i love it um, you you have been on our show so much but kind of remind everybody tell us we've been part of baby g's oh my goodness i think (laughs) a long many years but tell us about baby g tell me his whole story uh just for for anybody that's new here Okay, so his name is actually Grayton Beach. He, I got him as a three-year-old. My trainer in Holland, Tuan Hoof, had been just looking, and I had been looking for a couple of years for uh, my next, just the next one that we hoped would would go somewhere. And I buy all my horses as babies, or if if broke, then just barely broke. I like I like the process. I like the whole journey. So he was just under saddle when Tuan called me, and he said, "I found your horse." And I said, okay. And so I flew over to try him. I was in the air actually longer than I was on the ground in Holland when I went to try him. Like it was the fastest whirlwind uh, trip ever. But I sat on him one night late. I sat on him the next morning early back on the airplane and it was a done deal. And um, when I got him, he was, yeah, he was long. He had long legs and I'm tall. So I needed a, a decent sized horse. And um, he, the first year I had him, he wore a size 76 blanket. And uh, <laughs> then he just Wowza. kept growing, <laughs> and growing. he now wears an eighty-six blanket. He's over eighteen hands. Wow, just a tank, <laughs> yeah. And you know, but he doesn't ride. Like I don't feel like he's huge, um, but he he definitely is. And I, I only feel like he's huge when, as we've been working our way up the levels and trying to fit all of those things in a twenty by sixty, has been challenging. My my last Grand Prix horse was this very nice little compact. Uh, sports car basically and just played with the tricks and then Grayton is like this huge he's like trying to fit uh, a suburban around maybe a Cadillac we'll go with the Cadillac, yeah, Cadillac. <laughs> around Don't the ring yeah so but it's just been it's just been so much trying to fit it all into the ring with his giant size and I've just taken my time with him he's always been a horse that I had to be very very delicate with as we went up a level and just 
a sort of baby him, which is why he's still baby D. He'll always be a little bit of a baby. He's always um, been baby but, D. Yeah. And, you know, I have to baby him until he understands. And when he understands, like, it's something that I totally, it, I feel it in him and it clicks and he goes, okay, I've got this. And then I can put my foot on the gas a little bit. And then we start a new level and it, he has to kind of tiptoe and work his way through it and just make sure he can handle it. And then I, it's such a clear and obvious, I've got this moment, then I can put my foot on the gas and then up we go a level again. And um, we, we definitely tiptoed through the Grand Prix a lot in the beginning and um, earlier this season a little bit. And it was actually at regional. At, in October, we turned down center line and it was such a clear and obvious. I actually get goosebumps feel it talking about it right now like it's such a clear and obvious he turned down center line and he took me and he was like okay i've got it and it's not that we're perfect every time but it's just a difference in his confidence it's a difference in the way i can ask for things in a way that i can i say okay let's let's give this a little bit more of a shot versus helping him pick his way through it and um so as soon as he did that i was like okay we can ask for more now and we've been now we now i have to actually ask for it and then we he has to figure out what i'm asking for but he's in a he's at least in the mental place now where he's He's got the, I've got this, you know? So it's yeah. a, it's a very, very cool place to be. And that's why I keep reassuring him. Okay. There's not going to be another, another mm-hmm. level, another, another layer to this. This is it. Now we just have to keep making it stronger and better and more confident. So it's, very cool. it's been worth the time though. He's because he's so big. I just always, I just had to wait. And yeah. a lot of this, I had several people last year that was like, it's not enough. You know, massage isn't enough. This isn't enough. This isn't enough. And I'm like, I can't, can't. Yet I can't ask for more yet. You know, and people see this big, massive horse that like should go around with his knees to his eyeballs, and it's like not yet, not yet, yep. not yet. Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> and we're just now in the okay now. <laughs> so you know, I, I saw you guys. I was um I was at the World Equestrian Center in December for your show uh, when you guys did your maiden voyage yeah, in the three in the three star tour. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, I I've seen this one already, but uh, yes. you guys. You, you guys were awesome in the small tour, uh, but it's it's been like two years, right, since you guys were in the CDI ring. Oh, you saw them at the yes in the small tour. Yes, it's been two, it's been <laughs> yes two years, every bit of two years. It was two thousand one that he did the small tour for the CDI the CDI small tour. You guys did and, awesome in small tour. You guys yes. were in you, you yes. guys were in the seventies. They nailed and, it. Like yes. this is one to, this is one to watch. Yes. yes, he had a really really great small tour season. It was actually interesting. I. I landed myself on the developing team because uh-huh. of that season, yeah. but not not fully intentionally. Um, <laughs> just because I knew I was still so far from the Grand Prix, you know, I just knew. Like my again, I go back to my other horse, my last Grand Prix horse. He did the small tour one year, and by the next season, he was ready to do the Grand Prix. He's like, I got it. You know, he was little, he was compact, and he just he could just pop it all out. And I knew that Grayton and I were still a long way from from the Grand Prix. And, and I told Charlotte, Charlotte had asked me if I was going to apply and I was like, yes, but not yet. Like we're so far from the Grand Prix. I'm not, I'm not ready to have those, those markers, you know, part of being on the developing team is they want to know what your goals are and where you're going to be at whatever X, you know, time. And I just wasn't quite ready to have those type of markers put on us yet because I knew we were still, it was so, so, so far away. We were still flying around the small tour, hoping and praying we'd get our changes. Well, we still hope and pray we get our changes, even in the group. <laughs> um, but it just was such a far reach. And then, and so Charlotte was like, okay, I understand. And then um, 
and then because of the CDI, uh, that whole small tour year, he got an automatic invitation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> and so I had a long conversation with Charlotte about it again. And she was so wonderful and so understanding about, I said, it's going to take me time. Like we're not, and I'm, and I'm okay with you guys taking my invitation away and letting me reapply when he, when I really feel like he's closer to the Grand Prix. And she's like, no, we, we want to stay with him and we want to stay in touch. And she said, we won't put the pressure on you. And they've been, I, I can't praise Charlotte enough for how much they didn't put the pressure on me to be at a certain place at a certain time. You know, they, they knew they were in the loop with where our training was going and what we were working on. And here we are. We finally made it. And so it, just, so cool. it just took us time. <laughs> Charlotte is such a great person and such a great advocate for the riders and their horses. Yes, and, and, uh, the and I just and everything. Yes, yeah, and it, yes. it's it's one of these it's one of these things. I, I'm excited for her that um, that she'll get to refocus her passion and um, and Charlotte Bradall is just yeah, a tremendous force absolutely. force for the for the United States and uh, we're grateful for her to be in that development coach role for the time that we've had her. And, oh, uh, it's so, so great that she's you got to work with so her. Great. Yes, I totally, yeah. I appreciate everything from her. And she was great. My trainer, my regular trainer here in the States is Anne Gribbins. And she was so wonderful working with Anne and staying, staying in communication with everybody, but not, not ever overstepping her boundaries, but certainly offering advice and support anytime she could and communicating with everybody. It would, she just, I, I can't say enough good things about her and how she handled that. And, and especially Grayton, who wasn't, you know, we were, we didn't show from that CDI spring until a year it was a, almost a year and a half that we just sat tight and waited yeah, it was closer to a year i guess um <laughs> but yeah we we waited a long time <laughs> once they're at that point you think they're gonna like stay in the show ring and i was like we got we gotta wait <laughs> no. to go here and so she was she was great about letting us just do our thing and she stayed in touch with ann and just waited <laughs> That's awesome. What was it like for you? You were in very good company um, at the CDI in Ocala. That was a huge show. There was lots of entries. Um, you know, they had a World Cup qualifier and they had the three star going on. Um, but you know, you had uh, the you had lots of the team riders from the Pan Ams that were there. Uh, Jan Ebling was in the class. Ellis Gunderson was riding for the U.S. for the first time. Pablo Gomez yeah. Molina was there. I mean, you this was a this was not yeah. this was not Honestly, an easy trip up center line. <laughs> I anticipated to be completely honest. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do like the little wax CDI to like sit <laughs> and then I'll go to global in January. And then I casual. saw the starting list Very and I was casual. like, well, that got fired on me. Okay. You know what? I, I, so I thought, I'm just, we just have to, I have to do what's best for him, you know? And again, it was his first CDI yeah. and it was his first time in the stadium. And even though, he was feeling very confident in the national ring. There's a whole different feeling to the CDI ring and that big stadium, especially. And he's not usually one to care about his, about his environment. Like he's not spooky. He's not overfaced by stuff like that, but I didn't want to get in there and go, okay, it's a CDI. And like, you know, punch <laughs> down and be like, we're doing this. Cause I didn't want him to think, what are we doing? So I, <laughs> I took the first day yeah. actually very, very carefully. And we tiptoed our way through it. And, and he stayed right up there. We were just out of the ribbons, but he was very competitive. He got a very decent score for his first time for as carefully as I rode the test. And I knew I carefully rode the test. And then I had a couple expensive mistakes. I just, like we did 17 ones and like random things like that. Um, <laughs> oh, the counting I, is so I, hard. But, 
after a whole season of not getting our ones, having too many, I'm still like, ooh, we did too many. <laughs> you also you also have to realize in your third FEI, like your third FEI mount that you had in CDI competition, you hit personal bests on both of your tests, and yeah. uh, and with, without <laughs> yeah, the without the fun. cost. Without the costing mistakes, you would have been at the top of the class on yeah, both of that, those. Well, and that's what's really was really exciting. So, like the next day after, like we did that in tiptoed, and he felt so confident in the ring. I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna ask a little bit more. And it was only the second time we had done the special ever. Oh my we god! We tried it one wow. time, one <laughs> time this fall, and then I was supposed to do it again in November. And then my mom ended up needing to have a knee replacement, so I didn't go to that show. So. I was like, yeah, should I just wing it with the special? And we did like, and, uh, and we went up uh, a full percentage point from the day before and yeah. still had a couple mistakes. So it's, a, I feel, I feel good about where we're going into it this season. I know I'm not going to say we're going to go in and blow it out of the park this week, but like as a whole with the seat for the season, I feel like we're, we're in a really good place to be kind of creeping on up there. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be your, you know, always your fangirl. So I'm, I'm going to be there with my very quiet <laughs> golf mom. I appreciate and it'll it. And we <laughs> so fun. It's going to be great. So yeah. Jody, one I'm of our excited. listeners had, had talked, I'm going to change gears a little bit um, because okay. we had a listener write in and she was like, tell me how you kind of do Wellington. So I thought we would just <laughs> kind of talk a little bit about you and I have been coming to Wellington. I don't even know how long. I mean, decades together and we always have dinner and we always try to keep it real and have mm -hmm. just girls night and watch movies and hang out and chat and it's so much fun but mm -hmm. one of the things that I want to know like you have gone to do Ocala now so you're up in Ocala yeah. um, you're here this week so I get to see yeah. you which I love but <laughs> kind of talk about a little bit the difference of sort of Wellington and Ocala maybe we should talk yeah um a little bit about Ocala this year Okay. So, well, so I kind of have to go back to last year. Last year was my litmus test. <laughs> so yes. last year I actually did. So I've been coming to Wellington for eight. I hate to say it, but it has been 20 years now yeah. that we've plus, been going together. Plus, so probably and, yeah. And so <laughs> I, you know, it's, I, and I live in the panhandle of Florida. So Ocala is exactly halfway between Wellington and home for me. So the difference in the five hour drive and 10 and a half pushing 11 is, is significant. Um, and then, and I always was a little whiny about like, oh, I wish we had more to do in Ocala and then WEC popped up. And so mm -hmm. it took them a little while to get it off the ground, but I have said from day one, as soon as WEC gives us a season, that makes sense for me to be in Ocala. I'll be the first one to sign up for it. And, yeah. um, and so then last year they had a couple of shows, but not really enough to justify. And they didn't have any CDIs during the season. They were before and they were like in December and then didn't start again until April. And so I did the month of January in Ocala. And then I did the next month, um, like from mid February to mid March here in Wellington. And, it's just a slower pace in Ocala. You know, I, mm -hmm. I love yeah. Wellington. I, Wellington will always have a special place in my heart. <laughs> if you want to see a tax shop on every single corner and a great restaurant on every other corner and a barn mm -hmm. every time you, you know, drive a half a mile, then, then Wellington is the place to be. And you want to have yeah. something to do every single every night. Every night. Something to By do. the There's way, I have been bought from Jody's social calendar twice this week, which is fine. I can ha I want to be on it, so I don't care. 
It's okay. <laughs> it's true. You're not every supposed, night. You're just getting rearranged. <laughs> I'm gonna rearrange. Well, I, it's totally okay, fine. So I don't care. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a full season of socializing in in ten days, and it's very yes. difficult because my friends are here. I've been coming here for twenty years, yes. so we all of my friends are here. Today. I have a great group of friends. I love coming down here. I love the people down here. I love so many things about it. But then when I was in Ocala last year. First of all, I have a client that owns a farm in Ocala that is a beautiful farm. It's 40 acres, which that's unheard of down here. You know, there's just space. The biggest thing, the biggest way I can describe Ocala is space. There's space and there's a a calm to it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I looked out of my camper window last year. All I had six horses with me down there last year and all six of them could be turned out. My horses go out. My horses go out. They stay out all day. And in Ocala, they can. They were all out at the same time. And I looked out and every single one of them was laying down sound asleep in their paddock at the same time. Like, that's peace. That is peace. And that is happy horses to be laying down out in their paddocks like that. And that was the moment that I was like, this is where I need to be now. And and it's less for me about about the socializing and the activities and the entertainment at this point in my life and more about the yeah. training and the peacefulness and the calm for the horses to, to really be able to um, thrive as best they can. Not that it's not always about the horse care, but for me, and it's, I think a little bit for me too, the mental yeah. calm yeah. and focus in the training and not quite as much of the go here and go there and do this. this, this, this. Yes. You know, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> well, and, 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 and it is a lot. And, and, but let's talk about a little bit about Wellington because I think, um, you know, I'm here and, you know, one of the things that I love about Wellington and we were talking a little bit about it was we got to go together on Sunday, there's a teacher for trainers given by uh, dressage for kids and dressage for kids. Um, it's, it's free training. So there is actually mm-hmm. a lot of free opportunities in Wellington. And I, yeah. Yeah. And then the shop talks. I love those. Yes. The shop talks, that, shop talks um, are awesome. So chic. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. Like that's the de- definitely the difference. And Ocala's getting a little, like they're doing a, more clinics and they're trying to do a few little things, but it doesn't, I mean, it, it pales compared to Wellington. But truly, if there's, if you want to learn something, you come to Wellington, you learn it, you know, from everybody everywhere. And, and the people, it's, you'll never find a more condensed group of of people right. at the highest level, you know, of dressage or yep. jumpers, whatever it is you're looking for, of horse care in general, you know. We come down here and I've got my fair, I have my saddle fitter, I have this, that, I have that, I have a yes. friend that helps me with that, you know. It's just, you make a phone call and it's right there and everybody's available. And it's, yep. it's, it's truly, there's no place on earth like Wellington. <laughs> and that's no. also a perk of me being in Ocala is that I can't, I'm only, you know, I'm only a short drive down here. So I'll be, mm-hmm. I, I'll be back to, for, for a couple. I have a developing training session that I'll be back for. And then I'll have, I have one more show in March that I'll be able to come back for because Yay. it's, it is definitely, it's definitely the place to be for as far as Disney world. I mean, they say it's like Disney world for horses, horse people. And it, it truly yeah. is. <laughs> but, yeah. But also Disney World can be exhausting. You know what I mean? Which it is, is exhausting. To Ocala, you know, so it's that same same idea. That's, That's why I miss Jody here. Like, oh. I, I miss Girls Night. I miss I miss just yeah. watching movies and like let's just let's just sit yeah, on the couch chill. and watch let's movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You need you need friends like that here, and we've have, we've have been those yes. friends for many many years. Yeah. 
that is it, that's kind of the pluses and minuses. Now, Noah, we've taken the conversation. Jump no, in, my no. friend. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm over here on the West Coast right now, but I, I'm flying to Florida yes. um, tonight tomorrow morning, so I will be there soon enough. But I would I was told it was just resonating with me. Um, you know the the like there's this little industry and it's not even little but there there's this whole enclave of uh, of talent and education and opportunity that's all there in Wellington and it's so awesome to go into it every year and you just feel like you're immersed and um, mm-hmm. and you were talking about sh- you were talking about shop talk and I know um, my friends the bills uh, Bill McMullen and Bill Warren yep. um, they are they are commonly there um, as panelists in shop talk talk a little bit about what that's like and and what it's like to have access to the you know FEI level judges you see those guys everywhere uh, what's it like being in it you know it's I think you realize that I think my biggest realization from coming to well, especially for coming for 20 years is that you, you realize that they're normal people, (laughs) which I think sounds a little bit crazy, but that they are approachable. I know that I'm so much less terrified of judges from coming here and seeing them in the grocery (laughs) store and seeing them. You know what I mean? Like when you, it's like seeing your school teacher out of school sometimes and you're like, Whoa, (laughs) totally relatable yeah then you're like okay this is it just is a way of life you know it becomes less of a like oh we're going for the weekend and there's those scary people sitting in that box and yeah you know and <laughs> I, you realize I eat food they, they eat food yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think i realized the most is that you realize that the judges are are actually rooting for you you know, like yeah. the judges truly want right. you to do well. They truly mm-hmm. want the horses to be happy and do well. They're not those scary people out there trying. I mean, maybe some <laughs> of them, but generally speaking, they're not <laughs> the ones that are just waiting for you to make a mistake and like, oh, I got it. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. learn that they truly are here also because they love horses. They're all here. They're here for the same reason as us yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and genuinely want it all to go well to the best of to anybody's ability, you know? Well, and, and I think that's kind of where we're talking. I mean, I think it, Wellington gets the rap of, um, you know, one of one of my favorite things is to go to Friday Night Lights. And and I I don't sit in the VIP tent. There's a huge VIP tent. And I love if anybody gets to get in there. And, you know, if you ever want to invite me, I'm, I'm, I'm here. But really, <laughs> um, you will sit in the, we will go sit in the stands and we'll take a bottle of wine and just sit with friends and judges. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody who in the tent is sitting on those bleachers and you never know who you're, you're going to do that. It's pretty cool um, to be able to do that. And, and so, and, and Noah, I think one of the the amazing things about having you on the show is you're, you're telling us about California. I don't know much about the California CDIs and and what's going on out there. Um, But I think the access to great riders and horses, it's there. It really is there. And if you can't go, you can watch this stuff online, uh, which is also fantastic. Yeah, so it's amazing. Everything's live streamed now. That's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. So we can all all do that, and I'll get to see. Like when you go back to Ocala, you can take a look at that. So um, I just okay. think it's a really cool thing. And and so that listener who who wrote in, it, it is great. And and feel free, Jody, myself, Noah, we're down here, and and we want to share. You know that teacher for trainers. Um, I actually was like, Jody, you going to this? Like, let's go. This is a phenomenal yeah, event. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know what's going yeah. on, and I just I like, had hey, heard of it. It was something that I had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 
And it was a whole night of, of literally Ali Brock talking about being a coach and, and it was all coaches and, and how we can do our job better. And, and you can give a donation to dressage for kids or you're not, you're, it, it's not required. Uh, so to be able to go and work on that kind of stuff is phenomenal. So I just think there's a great opportunity. And I do think it's it, Ocala is, is bringing in uh, another great opportunity yeah, they're working on it. They definitely are working on it. Janet Ford does clinics up there. And um, I went to a couple things last year that they had that they were, they're, they're working on it. They're definitely working on it. But, you know, I think it's never going to be the same. And it doesn't need to be the same. Like, there only ever needs to be one Wellington. That's enough. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's enough. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to have a, a different, it's nice to have options and have something different, you know? And then yeah. the, the WEC facility is, magnificent and and Mm -hmm. wonderful and 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 again different you know i I can't even say it's better better or worse it's just that there's it's nice to have things that are different and you know and Mm -hmm. for us for this season who knows i might be back here for a season at some point i'm not saying that i've like packed my bags and moved to ocala but i'm I'm definitely going to try ocala for a while and until it (laughs) until it makes sense for me to be back in wellington more back in wellington yeah makes sense so we talked about yeah. Friday Night Lights, and our first mm. show of the season is coming up this weekend. Uh, so tell us, when will we see you guys at Friday Night Lights <laughs> under the under Dude, under the big I time hope. in in the global we are arena? Working on it. We I got are trying to sort our way through that. Um, I have my floor plan done that I'm working Ooh. with Marlene. Yeah, um, it's it's a very very baby floor plan for him to start with right now. Again, it's that jamming him into a 20 by 60 and not blowing his mind. And oh, by the way, now we've seen <laughs> another test. Um, so it's it's a very, very green, green, grown-free horse floor plan. And we're working on the music. And I hope to, I'm going to test it at a couple of the WEC national shows before I blast out into a CDI. <laughs> Love it. Do we, get to, Love do we get to have any little hints about what your music might be? <laughs> no, he's poking uh, you. <laughs> um, not yet. <laughs> oh come on at least like give Not us yet. a theme like we 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 hear Evie Strasser you know she's riding her Aladdin music, music you know nope it's old music <laughs> Oh, oh, I love it. And Marlene Whitaker I'm not is tell you my what, favorite. So Anne, I'm not going to tell you what my coach Anne said exactly, but she said, just make sure it's music that appeals to judges that have enough experience to be judging at that level. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. diplomatic. I so, love it. I very, say I'm trying to appeal to those judges. <laughs> those are very I, sage words from Anne, uh, from Anne Gribbons. <laughs> right, exactly. She's like, I none of this it. crazy new stuff so i hope that they all approve <laughs> yes yes i love it well jody you have been so much fun as always <laughs> thanks for coming back on and checking in with us it's been way too long my friend Absolutely. so if listeners want to find you online hear more about baby g and all the horses you're developing how do they do that jody kelly dressage.com and i'm on facebook too jody kelly or jody kelly dressage we have two facebook pages also Fantastic. Well, I love it. Well, can't wait to cheer you on this week, my friend, and uh, hear all about what's happening in Ocala. Thank you so much. (laughs) If you have one or two horses or you have 20, 30 or more fly predators will make the difference between heavy infested fly problem or no fly zone. Balding lab fly predators catching these flies before they become an issue. 
Well, my friends, we are in for another treat as tonight we get to hear from one of our coming up movers and shakers in the dressage industry. Join me in welcoming Cameron Wyman to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Cameron. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We are so excited to chat with you tonight. Um, we we know that you have been uh, a driving force for uh, the HITS organization, and uh, you're also an avid competitor in dressage world. Uh, for our listeners who don't know you yet, uh, tell us uh, a little bit about your background with riding and who you're working for these days. Yeah, so I have been riding dressage for as long as I can remember, honestly. And I started out on the West Coast, and um, I rode out there, and I actually did NAYC a few times, like as a junior rider, and just did as much competing as I could. And then I went off to school and continued to compete as well as I could while still being a good student. Um, (laughs) And after I graduated, yeah, thank you. I did my best. (laughs) And then um, after I graduated, I moved out to the state of New York, actually, like Hudson Valley area. My trainer that I met in college, she moved out there. Her name's Allison Matthew. And I went out there to kind of spend a few months, go to the Festival of Champions. And I ended up loving it and hanging around. I've been there for almost two years now. And um, in that time, I started working for HITS. And they were looking for someone to help them guide their, you know, newer dressage business that they were starting up. Um, They were starting to, like, buy some of the um, show dates and, you know, get more into that business. So they needed somebody that kind of, you know, knew that industry better. And I'm was not at all licensed to be a manager, but because I knew the shows, you know, from a competitor side, they were like, you know, good opportunity for me, good opportunity for them. So I started kind of being there. I I like to call myself their dressage queen. Um, (laughs) So I've been doing that. (laughs) I know. I get love it. Thank you. (laughs) There's so many times where people have said that. And I'm, I've like, first I'm like, (gasps) how can you say that about me? And then I'm like, no, okay, it's true. I it's am. I'm, I'm the queen it. too. I like, I like being the queen. I'm totally fine with it. I, I wear the crown. But Cameron, yeah. Cameron, you stepped into very big shoes. So for uh, for those of you that don't know, Cameron is the director of dressage programs for HITS uh, nationwide. How many venues does HITS uh, now occupy or is it managing now? Um, so HITS has quite a few, but the ones that we're running dressage at currently are, is the Saugerties in the New York location. We have our Chicago location, and then we are starting up in February Del Mar Dressage out in California. So I'm very excited about that. It is so exciting to see Dressage come back to the Delmar Horse Park, and that's been rebranded as the Hits Delmar venue. And uh, you guys have a very ambitious schedule of events coming up that starts next month. Um, tell us about the events and, and the investment that Hits has made into bringing that, um, that venue back to life. Yeah, so um, we are starting up February 1st is actually Delmar Dressage opener, and it is a three-star I'm very excited about, you know, like hopping right into things and like, you know, right from the start, we're starting out with a CDI. So I'm very excited. I know all the competitors are very excited. can look forward to like amazing arenas. 
they put Edmund Flow and all the Iranians and Noah. I know you know that system well, mm-hmm. so we can handle tremendous. like all the rains. I know it's it's a huge deal, and we have a great um, food and catering service, and we have Kim Keenan Stordal, who's going to be our manager out there. Because I'm still not licensed actually to do that, so I'm basically co-managing or assisting her, um, and she's amazing. So I'm just so excited for us to get underway there, and it'll be great. So Cameron, tell me, you're in Ocala, right, for the winter? What What are you doing down there? Yeah, so I'm down here right now, actually, to help with some of their hunter jumper shows because um, we are not running dressage at Ocala right now, um, but maybe that's something that we could look forward to in the future. And so right now, I'm just I'm wanted to go hang out in some nice weather. I mean, I know we had a we actually had a tornado hit down here today so yep. i didn't good not lord necessarily, it's not good weather there today. Not good, it was windy in wellington but it was really bad up north so everybody that's up north we're thinking about you yeah um ocala is okay we got like torrential rain some areas got really bad rain and there was some pretty strong winds but um i know the hits facility was okay and i know like where i'm currently at is you know everyone's safe but i basically was just hoping to escape you know the snow in new york and have a little time you know with the hunter jumper shows and also explore any of the dressage opportunities down here because i i would love for us to get some dressage out in ocala too at some point in the future it's so exciting you know you're just in all corners of the country but um i think really going back to going back to del mar and what you guys have on the calendar there are four dressage dates that uh, that hits del mar is hosting um beginning in february and the uh, the last event will culminate um for dressage with the 75th annual del mar national horse show Cameron, what's that like taking on um, this this legacy event that's been going on in Del Mar? It's an institution. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, we're doing our best to, like, commemorate, you know, all of, like, you know, the past shows that have gone on and to just hold as many of the traditions and the feel that, you know, Del Mar National has, has had in the past because it's, I mean, it's the 75th anniversary, but it hasn't run since 2019, I think was the last year, if I'm remembering correctly. And I actually showed, (laughs) yeah, I actually showed as a junior, because I was in school back then, um, I actually showed as a junior rider during that time at Del Mar National, like, obviously not knowing that, you know, one day I'd be returning to help, you know, manage that show and that, you know, the 75th anniversary would happen this coming year. So I'm so excited for that. And it's actually going to be a four star. Hopefully people are aware of that, but it's the first four star on the West coast, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a big deal. We're very excited and we're going to make sure it's like absolutely spectacular and that everyone has a great time. Yeah. It is for sure the first four star on the West Coast, so cool. and uh, and that is monumental for the West Coast people, and you know for our country really to have um, four and five star events, um, especially as we're looking uh, towards the Paris Olympics, and you know our teams are already qualified, but those four and five star events are really taking it up a big notch, and uh, and that attracts uh, bigger talent and uh, higher caliber judges, and uh, and really ups the ante as far as the competition goes, um, and I I think that's a, a big deal for the for our country and for um, for hits itself to take that on in their first year running shows at del mar um, bravo and bravo yes. to the entire hits team thank you guys for uh, taking the big step on that one 
So, Cameron, yeah. you've done something that I don't think a lot of other people have done before. And um, that happened last year uh, in August, um, where we had the Festival Champions at Hits Lamplight, the venue in Chicago, where you were also a competitor. How does that work? Well, it's funny that you say that because we saw each other in Traverse first, right? Before I got to um, yep. to Lamplight, Noah. And you're like, how are you doing all this? How are you helping me? <laughs> and still riding. She's su- Training She's superwoman and and yes. and and showing and I was I looked at him and I was like I'm not I'm not handling all of it like <laughs> it's, it's honestly it went great I had an amazing summer but it was so much to try to handle and you know I just did as much prep work for the shows as I possibly could and then once the shows came time to running you know the managers like we have um, oh my gosh Monica for a festival, you know, they take over and they do all the work, you know, once the show starts. And I just kind of had to step back. And I I told everyone, I said, look, like I have been working for this show as a competitor for like years in the making. So I need to like be on my A game when the show happens. I'm like, you know, if I have a ride that day, like you don't know who I am until after my ride's over. And then like I'm all yours. When I get done with my ride, like I'm all yours. I'm I'm a hits employee again. But right now I'm like a competitor and I just have to kind of draw that line and so that I'm present, you know, for my horse. Otherwise it's not fair to either of us, you know, to get out in the ring yeah. and you know, for me to be all up in my head about, you know, work and and then the anxiety and the nerves of being in that type of arena. It's a lot to handle. So, well, yeah, just in Cameron, I love your story. I love your story oh, because, you know, I teach college and, and I tell, and I teach at an equine studies at UK university of Kentucky. And I tell my students, you can do it and it is hard, but you can do it. And you're, I'm going to literally play your interview for them because um, I think it's so great to hear how you are working in the equine industry. You have your horse. And can you tell us what was it like to be in the inaugural U25 at NAYC? What was that like? That was such an incredible experience. I, you know, I've been working for, you know, riding at the U25 test for a while. And it was so awesome that it got added back to um, NAYC. I was so excited to do that. And there's so much camaraderie between the U25 riders. It was like the most amazing experience ever. Like, you know, there was two teams for um, the U.S. riders. And then there was a team that had, I think, the Canadian riders and possibly the one rider from Mexico on it. But, like, you didn't really even know, like, I didn't even know who was on my team and who wasn't. It was just so much fun. Everyone supported each other, like, fully. It was such a blast. And it was great to go out there and kind of, like, you know, show everyone else, like, you know, what they are ultimately working towards. Because, at that level, you don't ever ride as a team unless you're in the Olympics, which, you know, is a pipe dream for like everyone that's at that level. But, you know, you don't see that dream happen until much later in life, probably not in your 20s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You know, Cameron, you bring a very unique perspective uh, to the community, and I think that's something um, that most people don't really think about being able to do at the same time, um, which is being a high-performance competitor. I mean, you're riding U25, which is Grand Prix, um, on your own horse that you're putting your own time and effort into training and, and maintaining, but you're also balancing um you know, running and organizing and planning all the logistics of these major international events now. And I just think that um, it's uh, it, you you are a tremendous asset to the community because you have that perspective of what you want as a high performance competitor, what you want to see a venue do and the amenities and um, and all the preparations, all the things that you see as a competitor, you now get to help bring those things to life um, and make sure that uh, that you deliver. What are some of the big Big focus points um, for you in your role um, on the experience side of things, on what you guys want competitors to experience um, when they come to a hits show. I just want everyone to like have as smooth of a show as possible. Like I love when I come in and I have great stabling. I mean, I have a stallion, so I like come in and I see safe, like permanent stabling, and I'm like, oh, yes amazing <laughs> you know and like i Relatable. love that at any venue <laughs> yes. yeah i know right? <laughs> like it, it makes such a big difference it's such a it seems like i don't know like okay it's not like a big competitor's party but like that's such an important thing for me and amazing footing is such an important thing for me mm -hmm. and friendly employees like friendly workers like everybody like i just want to be able to walk up to anybody and you know, there's such a stigma of like horse show offices, you know, having kind of grumpy employees or secretaries or whatever, you know, it's kind of something a little bit of the past, but, you know, I, I used to be worried, like walking into a horse show office, like when I was younger, like, oh, you know, who am I going to see today or who's going to be cranky? I mean, because I forgot to submit you know, whatever paperwork. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I used to think about. And that's something that a lot of people like are still worried about. And I just want to like help make everyone's experience like a happy place. Like that's what people are coming and that's what people are paying good money for is to come and, you know, have fun. And that's what I want the competitors to feel like. I want them to like, you know, feel like they're walking in and able to talk to their friends when they come into the horse show office. And, you know, the same thing for, out on the grounds like I want you know just the ring stewards like people that you communicate with that like you know some people take for granted but they're such a major part of the show like I just want you know all the communication to be like top-notch and friendly and good judges and that's like the most important things for me and then the fun things like the competitor parties those you know those will come and those are you know fun things to put on after you get all of like the big solid things, you know, in place. So that's like the things that I think about most, um, it's, which, it's you know, maybe is huge. not, it's not like, yeah, it's, it's the biggest it's thing, huge. but it's not what comes to mind. Maybe you're like, okay, I don't, you know, you don't think about the horse show office when you think you just think about like, okay, going into the ring, but it's, it's a big part of the show. 
Absolutely. And as an as an organizer, you were going through that list, and I was thinking, okay, yep, okay, yep, yep, all right. So it, it's fun <laughs> to hear it's fun to hear somebody else going through that. And we're we're so fortunate um, that you know you're on the younger spectrum of ages, and uh, and hopefully that means that you'll be in this for the long haul. Um, and you know, I had the opportunity in July last year to see the the hit Stelmar venue, um, and just to see how much energy and investment. Um, Hits is made in that venue, and and really uh, restoring it to be a beacon on the West Coast is is really exciting. Um, and I hope that our listeners, uh, if you're a competitor and you're on the West Coast, please, please, please come and support the venue. Um, whether you come as a spectator or you come as a competitor, um, or you want to join on as a sponsor, there's so many ways that you can support the shows. Um, it's it's incredibly important for our country to have a vibrant competition uh, circuit on both sides of the country, um, and making sure that we have good opportunities opportunities for competitors um, on, you know, on on both sides. So uh, it's really exciting uh, to talk to you, Cameron, and uh, and I really hope that uh, people will come and uh, come and meet you and uh, and hear more about your journey. Um, Cameron, before we go tonight, um, lots of our listeners will want to know um, how they can reach out to you if they want to get involved. Um, what is the best way for them to reach you? Tell us maybe your socials um, and any other ways that they can get in touch. Yeah, so um, I have a Facebook. You're more than welcome to friend me. Cameron Wyman and um, you can email me at hit shows. It's just Cameron at hitshows.com. And um, if you call the corporate office, I'm mostly there except when I'll be in Del Mar and a little bit at Ocala, but yes, you can definitely just call the hits corporate line and you could reach me there. And I'm so happy to hear everyone's like opinions and suggestions. And that's what I'm looking for. Like, I want to make this the best experience for everyone. And like I said, like, it would be amazing to get dressage in Ocala. So if people want to reach out with any ideas, we have other facilities in Vermont and Virginia. I would also love to get some dressage shows at. So if anyone has any ideas or wants to support, you know, please feel free to reach out. Cameron, right on the next turn of the calendar, um, I know that you guys just launched a new website for the new venue on the West Coast. How can people find more information on those uh, those upcoming shows? Yeah, so we will be um, updating that hitsdelmar.com. That's our website for the West Coast facility. And, um, you know, we are putting out the prize list on there. The programs will be up there and uh, everything from VIP to sponsorship and vendors. You're more than welcome to reach out from there. My email is probably all over the place. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Cameron Wyman, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Cameron. Amazing. Looking forward to seeing you at all these big (laughs) shows. And uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to talk to you, Noah. And it was nice to meet you too, Reese. Nice to meet you too, Cameron. Can't wait to see you. Well, as always, everyone, we love your email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. Keep the questions coming. If we don't know the answer between Noah and I, we will find someone (laughs) that does. Uh, We're good at that, aren't we, Noah? Um, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We'd love to hear what your New Year's resolutions are. Like we can read them out. Like that's that's such a fun part. So we would love to do that. So keep them coming. Uh, You know how to find us that way. 
And if your New Year's resolution is also being punctual, we want to know that too because we, uh, we can all we can all do this together, you guys. Yes, yes. Let us <laughs> well, know. We'll all try. <laughs> <laughs> well, Reese, those ladies were epic. We've got sure. so many exciting things happening this month and this season. I can't wait for this upcoming Adequan USDF FEI level trainers conference that's happening this coming week uh, with Sven Rotenberger and Sabine Shoot Carey. This is a huge, huge deal. I just heard from USDF. There were over 300 people registered uh, for this year's uh, FEI level trainers conference that's going to be at High Meadow Farm in Loxahatchee next week. There's lots of information about the event. It's not too late to sign up to join us um, at High Meadow Farm next week. Head over to the USDF website, usdf.org, and click on the education tab, and you'll find all the details about the Adequan USDF FEI level trainers conference. We want to see you guys there. Yes. So, uh, Reach out uh, to Noah and I. Come see us. <laughs> if you hear our voices and give us that turn, we'll know and we'll say hi. <laughs> but seriously, we love hearing from everybody. We love hearing from trainers. Uh, and it, it really is. This is such a big week here in Wellington uh, mm-hmm. because we love having the, the everyone comes down. And it's so much fun. But I will warn you, it is supposed to be cold. So do bring a worm <laughs> jacket. Like if you looked at the weather next week is going to be in the forties and it's quite chilly. It's always cold for the trainers conference every year. So I will bring a couple extra coolers uh, with me. Mm-hmm. So I have, them. so <laughs> no problem. I got you guys, bonus, but anyway, bonus horse hair and dog hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Do you, do you like golden retrievers? I got you, but absolutely. <laughs> as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our page at horseradionetwork.com, search Dressage Radio Show. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is MapleCrestFarmKY, and my email is Reese at horseradionetwork.com. And I finally got my act together. My website is DevonwoodEC.com. <laughs> and you can follow me at Facebook at Noah.Ratner or email me at Region6DIR at USDF.org. We'd like to thank our friends and show sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products. If you'd like to support our show and the Horse Radio Network, you can do that through the auditor program found at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Everybody from the stable to the show ring, from the first half all to the last, make every day count. Can't wait to talk to you next time. 